Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now this week I have heard on the news that we are headed for a drought in the UK and hosepipe bans are imminent. And this has got me really thinking about how I can use my garden efficiently when it comes to watering. And this has been the main subject that I'm talking about today. But we start off each week with what I've been up to over this week. It is Friday the 29th of July 2022. It's 8 o'clock in the evening and I'm down on the allotment. As you can hear, there's quite a bit of background noise going on, cars passing, etc, etc. It just shows that these evenings are really coming on now. Now, I am starting this off on a Friday because Sunday I'm out all day on another job. But also, I have been down to this allotment throughout the week, except for yesterday because we had a bit of a family emergency. And this is carrying on today. Roxy and I are down here at the moment and we're, we're struggling to find the time here this week. Now I've been down here just doing the usual tasks, bit of weeding, bit of watering and just general maintenance. Got to say actually overall the allotment is looking pretty good, it does need a good mow and strim fairly soon but overall the plants are all looking good. We're starting to get some sweet corn come along so I'm very happy with that and the brassicas and the cabbages are all doing well. However I have noticed that the potatoes are starting to die back and I put that down to this year being so dry. Now dry year is going to be featuring a lot because we've had a news report that we are heading for a drought and hosepipe bans. Hosepipe bans don't so much affect my allotment. We're not allowed hosepipes, so it's all done by watering can. And what I like to do with by doing a watering can is I've split my allotment up into four different sections. One day I'll water section one, give it a really, really good watering. And then the next day I will water section two. Again, give it a really, really good watering. And for me, this works nicely. One, it encourages the plants to pot their roots further down in order to seek out water. But also it means that we're not having to really struggle and uh, spend hours and hours watering every single night. Something I have done today is harvested, finally my overwintered onions. This has been a task that I've left a little bit late if I'm honest but they came out, um, they've gone into the greenhouse to dry along with the shallots from last week. I even found a couple of garlic bulbs. Now these garlic look better than my garlic that I've grown in other beds this year so I'm a little <laughs> a little annoyed about that but I think it's these were bulbs that were left in the ground or cloves that were left in the ground and they've just sort of a bit like volunteer potatoes they've grown when they felt like it and they were quite deep as well which I think has made a difference so I'm gonna have to think about planted my garlic a little bit deeper but the onions anyway the onions yes they're harvested and we've got a good lot of onions good size they will certainly last us throughout the winter these these autumn ones the spring sown ones aren't looking as good they're still in the ground but they are now starting to turn brown and die back so I think 
they will be coming out pretty soon as well but they're nowhere near as good as these ones never mind again i put this down to the poor lack of rainfall this year and that's going to be featuring quite a bit now on the note of lack of rainfall i have had an, a voicemail come through from a listener and i'd like to share it with you now hi richard it's mark from rotherham here again um just wanted to give you a quick call i'm just uh, sheltering in my greenhouse because it's started having a shower on my allotment here today never mind um just a couple of things um i took your advice this year on doing mulches um the one i use is particularly is um two things that we get readily available on our allotment site uh local farmer delivers piles of uh manure so let that mature over the, over the winter and i put a layer of that on my beds and then Another one, a local tree surgeon uh, delivers wood chip. So again, get that from the back of the pile and it's well rotted. It's almost like compost. Put a layer of that on top of the manure. And I found the beds are, the soils are great, really healthy, really like loam almost. And most importantly, through the hot spell that we've had recently, uh, a lot of plants are drying out, but my beds were fine. They didn't even need watering because of the mulch, I guess. Um, just on a, another point, I've got a plot inspection coming up in a couple of weeks as well and always makes me nervous, so I share your feelings on that. Um, I think this time on mine, they, they wanted a personal tour around, so they wanted to look at everything we're growing and everything we've got on our plots and everything. So, um, yeah, not looking forward to that, but still. So first of all, I want to thank Mark for leaving this voicemail and I hope that his plot inspection went well. I've got to admit, as much as I realise there's a need for plot inspections, I do feel they take some of the fun and the enjoyment out of our allotments. But, as I said, a necessary evil. What I'm thankful about is that Mark has taken on the mulch that I've been pratting on about a lot over this year. And I'm really glad that it's worked for Mark because it proves what I have been saying. I have... Only in recent years really discovered just how good mulches are and I am doing my utmost to try and use mulches all the time. In Mark's example he used wood chip and well rotted manure and they are both great. I like to use grass clippings because I can get hold of those easily but we also use compost, seaweed, um, uh, what else have we got uh, leaves we could eat cardboard uh, there's a huge amount of mulches that we can use and i do think that they are worth their weight in gold what they have a great advantage of doing is just holding on to that moisture keeping that water in the soil which means our plants have got access to it rather than it all evaporating off and just going into the atmosphere so again thankful for mark for sending this in and leaving that voicemail to confirm what i thought and as we are heading into this drought time here in the uk with hosepipe bans certainly hampshire and the isle of wight is going into a hosepipe ban in the next few days and i don't think it'll be long until other parts of the country follow 
mulches are just one of the ways that we can still produce good crops and avoid the need of using too much water in doing these hose pipe bands. So again, if you haven't looked at using mulches, then please do. We've spoke about this on previous podcasts, but if you haven't heard of it, what I would explain on what you need to do. First of all, water your plot and then cover over with your mulch of choice. It's as simple as that. Then when it rains, the water will still get down into the soil, but also if the sun is beating down on that soil, that water doesn't evaporate off. It's shaded out and it stays where you need it. Highly recommended it. And I'm really, really pleased that somebody else has found the advantage of it. If anybody out there has also had advantages with using mulches, then please do share your experience because I think the more people know about this, the more people are aware it works, the more people will use it. Now, of course, if you do want to leave a voicemail just like Mark, then head to the vegetablepodcast.co.uk for that. And with that, let's head back to the gardening. Today is the 30th of July 2022. It's a Saturday and I've been at home in our garden. Now, our our garden is coming along really nicely, actually. It's definitely been more productive this year. I still feel there could have been more I could have done, but it's been more productive and we're thinking of expanding our vegetable beds throughout the winter. And we've been sort of looking around the garden and assessing where else we can get a bed in unfortunately the thing with a garden at home it has multiple features or multiple uses it has to be somewhere for example my wife wants to dry our clothes after washing them makes sense we do it outside we don't have a tumble dryer so we've got to factor in that We've also, when we entertain guests and have people around, we want places for that. But I think I can squeeze at least another two beds in over the winter months. And I'm looking at that and seeing what we can do. And I'm also looking at some our borders and seeing what we can do with those. Because I just feel a change is needed or expanding our vegetable growing. And the wife is becoming more and more on board with it as we are moving forward. So yeah, we've been looking around the garden, running sketches, running ideas through our heads, just thinking what we can do throughout the winter months. The the winter is going to be soon upon us, so this is the time that we want to really assess what's doing well and what we need to change. And I think definitely the borders and an extra couple of beds are what we are going to do. Now, I added to that i've been into the greenhouse and checked on everything in there the, the irrigation system that i've set up in the solar powered irrigation system is fantastic really does make my life so much easier because i don't have to worry about watering it in a daily basis in there and we're getting a few strawberries pop up and runners developing so we're going to pot those up and pot those in hanging baskets these hanging baskets will stay in the greenhouse so that we get earlier strawberries next year i do like our strawberries and if we can get them early they seem to do quite well in hanging baskets in the greenhouse as well and then they will move them outside next year when hopefully we will even get more and more strawberries i've also been putting up some more of our plants our new bushes that we've been buying over the last few weeks to try and expand our collection they're growing quite quickly lately and what i'm looking for i I lift out the 
the plant, the root ball from the pots and see if there's any roots showing in the very bottom or on the edges. And if they are, it tells me it's time that they need potting up. So I potted some of these up last week and already they've grown and needed potting up again, which is good. I'm hoping that this is going to mean that we can get them into their, their final size pots pretty soon and that will mean they can survive the winter months. They're not going to be so affected by the cold. Now watering at the moment is taking quite a while. We only have a watering cans. So we don't really use the hose pipe, which is why this hose pipe bandit's going to be happening. is isn't going to be too much of a problem for us. But with a watering can, it does take a while. Again, I try and break it down to make it easy, but with so many pots, it can take a while. Something I've, as I've just mentioned about mulching, something I've had to add to some of our pots is I've got this compressed straw pellets, and when it gets wet, it expands. I, I'll add a link to where I got these from in the comments, in the show notes, sorry, if you are interested in them. They're really good. I've had them for quite a while. I've used them on some of our pot bushes out the back, the blueberries particularly. And what it is, you water the, the pot before you add these, add them into the base on top of the soil, add some more water, they swell up and they create a blanket around the soil and mulch. They look attractive. They do cost a bit of money, so they're not quite as cheap as, say, grass or compost. But they work, and I think they look good in a garden. So I've added a few more of those just to make sure that we don't dry out any of our plants. And I think they're going to do quite well for that. Now, as you probably noticed, hosepipe ban and watering is featured quite a bit in today's podcast. So with that, I thought I'll just talk to you a little about how I plan to cope with the imminent drought and hosepipe burn. Because this has been the driest year that we've had since 1976 and one of the hottest years on record, we are heading for an imminent hosepipe ban. And I know some of us are going to be saying out there that that just seems crazy banning a hosepipe. We're a very wet country throughout the wintertime. We always moan that we get too much rain. But it's happening. It's going to happen. And this is going to lead to certain crop failures. And if farmers that rely on these crops, the chances are they're going to have to pull up their prices because it's going to be so difficult. So us grow your owners, we're going to have a, a role to play. And we're going to have to rely on our gardens, especially with the cost of living crisis. So what will I be doing to combat this hosepipe ban now i've got to admit i very 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 rarely use a hosepipe anyway so in that regard not much is really going to change i'm going to continue using my watering cans i prefer to use watering cans i feel that i can then engage with my plants better i can check them out much better i'm, I'm really much more focused on it hosepipe i see as as being a little bit sort of undirect you rave the hosepipe around you water everything but you don't really get the chance to see what is really going on i believe anyway so on that regard not much is going to change but i also very rarely use mains water i have 14 water butts scattered around my garden some of these are connected to roofs where they catch water 
whenever it rains. Some of them aren't, but I pump water from the other water butts into these to maximise the amount of water storage that I have. And at the moment, I still have four of these water butts that are still full. So I think I should have enough water to last until mid-September, maybe even into October. So I think, again, I think we will be okay. Any showers, these water butts quite quickly fill, fill up. You'll be surprised just how much rain is caught on a roof in a very, very short shower. When I first pulled a water butt when we moved into this house, it was the middle of May. I connected it at the front. We had a light shower within a couple of days and that water butt was full. So just goes to show how much water can be collected with a water butt. Now, of course, if you're thinking, hearing this right now and you're thinking to yourself, well, that's all well and good. I don't have a water butt and rain's not predicted. Think about that throughout the winter months. Think about attaching a water butt to your shed to your house so that you can survive these unforeseen circumstances a little bit better now when i do water i try and water in the morning when it's a bit cooler this means i lose less water to evaporation some people will do it late at night it all depends on which way you prefer to do it late at night means that the plants will get a good drink overnight they'll take on that water and it won't be lost to evaporation because I do it in the morning because it, it works for me there is a chance that I do lose some of our water to evaporation as the soil warms up however that's where a mulch comes in because as we've discussed quite early on mulches will shade that soil so we we don't worry too much about that we could use our grain water our washing up water, our bath water. And I know in the past that was quite often used on vegetables. Personally, I don't like to use the grey water on our vegetables. I feel that that's more suitable for ornamentals or maybe some of our fruit trees. But that, if you're desperate, that might be an option that we fall back on. It's something to think about. Again, I don't like to do it. I try and use natural washing up liquids and soaps so that, again, if we do have to use it, it it's got more natural substances that aren't going to cause any damage to our plants. But for me, the idea of using old bath water, for example, to pour over my lettuce that I'm then going to eat just doesn't feel quite right for me. Um, but that's why I save our rainwater. And as I said, at a push in an emergency, we might have to save the rainwater for things like our blueberries or our lettuce, things that really need that clean water. And we may have to use our bath water or our washing up water. I don't think we'll need to do it here, but it's something that I've got in my back pocket just in case. Now, I too tend to group all our plants in pots together and I place them in trays. That way, when I water them, any water that runs through will end up in the tray underneath and hold onto it. And then that'll get sucked back into the plant, into the pots throughout the day. Now, when you first water a pot that's dry, you'll find that the water runs through quite quickly. And that's because it's dry. It's just 
not soaking it up as well as the compost gets wetter and wetter it has an ability to sort of absorb more water and that's where i find by placing it in a tray you're not wasting any water and it, it helps absorb it throughout the day added to that hanging baskets as well if i'm watering my hanging baskets i will try and position either a pot plants in pots underneath that hanging basket or a bucket underneath that hanging basket so that when we do water that water isn't wasted because when you water hanging baskets the water will run straight through gravity is working against you fall straight down but into whatever is below it so again placing strategically a pot or bucket underneath would just reduce that little bit of waste and this is again something that i tend to do now i don't tend to water any of my garden every day except for pots and hanging basket they do tend to dry out a bit quicker so therefore do need watering a bit more regularly but plants that are in the ground I find you don't need to water them every day. In fact, a very, very good drenching, a really good soaking once a week, maybe even every 10 days, is enough once the plants are established. If you've just planted out your plants, they will need regular watering just to get them established. But what, by watering a little bit less regularly every week to 10 days, it encourages the plant to send its roots further down into the ground where there's going to be more water and that encourages a plant to produce bigger roots stronger roots and therefore a stronger plant so again don't need to water every day i know a lot of people do water every day we don't need to every week is i feel sufficient or every four days like i do on the allotment the allotment is a bit different because it is so open and I don't have to, I can find it works in my system a bit better. Now, finally, drip irrigation is on my list. Now, drip irrigation does work off a hose pipe or mains water or a pump that we can put into a water butt to run it with. Drip irrigation will not come under the hose pipe ban, so you can still continue to use drip irrigation. I do find it a very efficient way. I've got drip irrigation in my greenhouse, which runs off a solar panel and a water butt, and this has been a really good way i found of keeping our greenhouse watered. Every three hours, it will just run, and it will just drip out some water to the roots and keep them really well watered. And All that moisture stays there quite well. It does work and it is something to look at. But it, again, this involves a bit of planning before time and setting up. So it's not something we can do right away. And I suspect a lot of people will be out buying these drip irrigation. This again is something that I'm looking at and thinking about and certainly for next year. But I want my drip irrigation to run off a water button off solar panels because, well, I'm trying to be as efficient and as green as I possibly can. Well, that, you know, there's several steps in that to how I'm going to be combating this hosepipe ban. I'd love to know anybody else's thoughts on what they're going to be doing or anything else that I may have missed that they are going to be doing. As always, just contact me from my email, richard at the veg grower podcast. Right, let's find out what I am cooking up on Monday. Today is Monday, the 1st of August, 2022. 1st of August, it's 
come round rather quick, hasn't it? I'm in my kitchen as we always finish off and I am cooking up some pasta sauce using some of the tomatoes from my garden. Now, pasta sauce is one of the things I've got to make every year out of the tomatoes I harvest. I get it as quite a few tomatoes, do need quite a few tomatoes, pot them in a pan with a bit of water and then boil them up. I'll add some herbs and seasoning, particularly basil goes really well, bit of rosemary perhaps, and then just slowly cook that for about three hours. And then I've got a batch load of tomato pasta sauce to go in the freezer. We have some pasta, we just add it to it, maybe some ham or something to add a bit of flavour. But so easy and so so tasty and you make your own homegrown pasta sauce, you won't go back to the tin stuff you can buy from a supermarket. So highly recommend again that you do that if you are growing tomatoes and you've got enough of them to make some sauce. Again, the recipe will be in the show notes for this podcast. Just head to the vegetablegroundpodcast.co.uk to find out more. Now that is the end of this week's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much to Mark for leaving your voicemail. And thank you to everybody who has contacted me um, about the podcast. If you do want to get in touch, it's my email address is richard at the Or you can find me on social media, just search for the Veg Grower Podcast. If you've enjoyed it and it's been useful to you, please do leave us a review on your podcast app. And finally, if you really have enjoyed it and you want to become a member of my supporters club, really appreciate that. Head to the vegetablegrowpodcast.co.uk. You can become a supporting member there. And for that, I charge £5 every month. You get several packets of seeds arise through your door each month that can be sown that very month. So they're not hanging around in your drawer waiting to be sold. They can be sown that month. And you get extra behind-the-scenes podcasts that are very um, very different to this podcast. And very much, I'll go for news articles and see how my thoughts on news articles, as well as let you know what I've been up to in a bit more detail. I think that is everything. That's the housekeeping taken care of. So I'm going to wrap this up. We'll be back again next week. So until then...